What will you learn on today's show? We're all about tax planning 101, the president in the news because of his taxes. We aren't going to go deep into politics, but we will be talking tax basics with the author of Clever Girl Finance and host of the Clever Girl Knows podcast, Belusa Cumbie joins us today. Let's get into it on today, October 1st edition of Money with Friends. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement in Palm Springs, California, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. And I am Bola Shukumbi, coming to you from New Jersey in my half-unpacked house because I just moved. <laughs> this is the best corner right now, just for you guys. <laughs> I, I like how you set up the backdrop, by the way. People are getting the audio or missing the incredible backdrop that Bola set up just for us. This is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're going to cover one from money.com. Not only do we read a piece of them, like some podcasts, but we dive into how they affect your wallet, what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, Bola and I are going to share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day. And we'll try to do this in less than 20 minutes. But Bola Sukumbi joins us on today's show. I'm so glad when you said yes, you would join us for the next four months. Two things I thought of. Number one, I was eternally grateful. And number two, you have no idea what the hell you got yourself into, do you? I'm actually like asking myself that internally. Oh my God, <laughs> what did I get myself into? She's like, can I back out now, please? Can I, I cancel? Yeah, very, Close the app. <laughs> yes. So, so is that a stairway behind you that, and you just get on the stairs? It's my stairway to heaven. It is. That's fantastic. Well, tell everybody about Clever Girl Finance. You and I talked on Stacking Benjamins about your story. I, I, by the way, we don't have time to go into Bola's whole background and story, but for people that don't know Bola's story, go find it because your story is so interesting. But but uh, also, you and I have twins, uh, yep. so we're both parents. Uh, I've already pulled my hair out. You've got quite a ways to go. I'm starting to. <laughs> <laughs> but tell everybody about Clever Girl Finance. I have to say, Joe, thank you so much for having me here. This is a you know such a pleasure, and I appreciate the opportunity. Um, Clever Girl Finance is an online financial education platform for women. Um, we empower women to make the best decisions for their current and their future selves with education, and we come from a no shame and no judgment perspective. And you know, we have our blog, free courses, our podcasts, books, and we just have a really incredible community as well. It is so fun and so light it makes money so approachable that must have been by the way your idea from the beginning because it resonates in everything that you do yes i mean i'm of the perspective that if you cannot find things to laugh about as you navigate your finances you're going to cry and you might as well just laugh and keep it moving and make the progress right and make yourself feel happy while you go through it <laughs> well today are we going to laugh about the president's tax situation is that right <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not laughing that much about this one. And certainly a lot of political stuff that we won't get into here. So hang on. As close to politics free as we can get. Uh, let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Trey from TrueTrey.com. 
P.E. ratios, stock purchase plans, Federal Reserve meetings, we must be getting ready for another episode of Money with Friends. All right. Today's piece comes to us from Money.com. It's written by Julia Glum. And the headline that Julia has written here is, Why do some rich people pay no income taxes? And how much does the average American actually pay? Bola, you want to do the honors? Yes, I'm going to read um, the explosive New York Times reports that President Donald Trump didn't pay income taxes in 10 of the 15 years before winning the election has left Americans scratching their heads. How could a self-proclaimed billionaire with such a wide ranging empire pay only $750 in taxes his first year in the White House? How did he write off $70,000 for his hair? The confusion is understandable. Though Trump's personal brand is built around his financial fortitude, his taxes have been a political hot button for years. He broke decades of precedent (laughs) when he refused to release his tax returns as a candidate back in 2016. There are several ongoing legal disputes over his tax documents and business dealings. For the record, Trump's campus decried the piece as inaccurate. An attorney told the Times that President Trump has paid tens of millions of dollars in personal taxes to the federal government. We, meanwhile, Trump himself tweeted that the bombshell was, all caps, fake news, and that he was, quote, entitled like everyone else to depreciation and tax credits. If you're still bewildered, you're not alone. Uh, uh, the big question this piece starts off with, Bola, is why do some people pay no income taxes? And says, according to an off-cited 2018 statistic from the Tax Policy Center, between 43 and 44 percent of Americans don't pay individual federal income taxes. We won't go into the, law, the whole piece. We'll actually link to it on our Money with Friends podcast page. But most people that don't pay taxes don't pay taxes because they don't make enough money. That's the vast majority. However, we've heard stories about this, not just about the president, Bola, but also about Amazon in the news, right? About years when Amazon.com making money hand over fist, not paying any taxes. It seems like tax planning is alive and well in America. Absolutely. Why why did you pick, you picked this piece today. Why did you pick this particular piece? You know, I find this very intriguing, the whole idea of taxes, um, you know, as a business owner myself, you know, that's as we make money, one of the things that I have to consider is paying business taxes. Um, my husband and I, we pay taxes on our income. And as our income rises, we cons- pay considerably higher taxes. But then there's other people like this article is highlighting that just don't pay a lot of taxes. So tax planning is something that is I think really, really important, regardless of where you are with your finances. And especially as you think into the future, right? For those people who are building nest eggs, retirement, thinking about retiring early, um, as you build that amount of money, that nest egg, you're going to have to pay taxes, but you want to make sure that your tax planning is effective so that you can minimize how much tax you have to pay. We, we, um, uh, uh, when it came to taxes, it's funny, we did an Instagram poll to see how many of our listeners actually engage in any type of tax planning. And it was interesting. So non-specific poll, Bola, uh, <laughs> because it's just on our Instagram account. What percentage of our listeners do you think do some sort of tax planning? Hmm, 30%. Actually, I was very proud of them about, it was 65% actually do tax planning. That was good. I thought that was fantastic. But I think that the other 35% might be missing an opportunity. In fact, Jackie uh, commented that she's like, I'm not super rich, so I don't have any tax planning. But you and I know like tax planning 101, if you have a 401k plan 
at your workplace where you can put money aside, you're engaging in tax planning right there. Yep. You're, you're reducing your taxable income because you're contributing pre-tax to that retirement account that reduces the total amount of income you're being taxed on in that progressive tax way. And I know also you're a fan of the Roth IRA. Yes. That's another way, you know, even though that's another way that you can, um, you can manage in terms of your tax planning, especially as that account grows and you start thinking about into the future with your retirement and building that massive amount of money there. Claudia is joining us live on Facebook. By the way, if you want to join us, uh, you can join us on Facebook, join us on YouTube, youtube.com uh, forward slash uh, money with friends. Claudia says, we all want to know how to pay only $750 in taxes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we have two W2 jobs at a side hustle and pay 25%. I don't know, Claudia, if Bola and I can answer how you pay $750 in taxes. But I will say this though, Bola, W2 income. And, and, and this is a key for books, you know, a controversial book, a rich dad, poor dad, but it really talks about this. The least effective way to make money is W2 income money because money's automatically withheld having a job. Like the quicker that you can get assets in place and have your investments out there, your investments making money for you far more tax efficiently than you and I yes. can make money when we first make it. Absolutely. You know, that is so important for people to think about. And, you know, Claudia sounds like um, she has a side hustle. So she has she's a business owner. And so, you know, what opportunities exist within your business to to um, minimize your tax burden, right? Or to invest more to grow your money, right? And then instead of paying income tax, pay capital gains tax. So those are things that you definitely want to think about. I keep muting myself because, of course, the one time we record this and we record this live, they're mowing right outside the mom's basement here. The one time they, they never mow here. Palm Springs grass doesn't grow very fast. It's 108 degrees today. They decide, Bola, they're going to mow right now. But so if there's a little pause, that's me remembering that I'm on remote. The um, uh, 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 Let's talk about that for a second real estate as an investment, lots of tax advantages, especially if you own individual houses, because you're putting money into that house. There's lots of expenses associated with getting the house ready to run, rent, upkeep, management, those sorts of things, visiting the property, lots of stuff. But small business, business in general, and this is, this is part of where I think uh, Donald Trump wrote off a lot of his stuff was around his business. You and I have businesses. I, I don't know about you, Bola, but when I first had my business, I was a complete moron about the stuff that I could be writing off as business expenses that are purely legal, completely yes. legal, that really surprised me. Yep. You're, if you're working from home, your office space within your home, your mileage, um, you know, there's all kinds of legal <laughs> business deductions. I don't know about haircuts for $70,000, but there are all kinds of legal um, business deductions. And if you also really take some time out and just really do some research on, you know, your business taxes that you would pay as well, just even contributing to things like an IRA that you establish through your business for yourself is another way to minimize taxes. And at the same time, you know, build, add money to your own nest egg as well. And so those deductions are something that I think everybody should just take ha a half hour and sit with their accountant and ask them, listen, I just started my own business. This is what I do. What can I deduct? I have to buy a table. I have to buy a chair. I have to buy a new printer. You know, what can you deduct um, legally as you run your business? 
I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up meeting with a tax advisor because my first tax advisor was just somebody who uh, had me bring all the stuff to them, you know, a, a couple of weeks before they were due. And then they tried to put it together, but I didn't know Bola what to even keep track of. And then when he told me that I owed a bunch of money in taxes that I didn't realize that I owed, I was completely surprised with two weeks to go. And that was the start of another financial nightmare in my 90s, like many of the, or in the 90s, not my 90s. I'm not there yet. Uh, 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 that happened, just not understanding it, but having somebody that can teach you this stuff. And I'll give you an example. Bull and I are not tax experts. Uh, we are much more generalist, but, but, but here's the deal. The only time I listen to, to, to Spotify is when I'm sitting working on stacking Benjamin stuff because I use it for business. And because of the fact that I'm using it just in my business setting, I can deduct my Spotify account, not something most yep. people would, would think about, um, deducting, obviously I can deduct this microphone, but also we talk about our movies, all the movies that I see, we talk about on the stacking Benjamin show. We use it as, as fodder. Cheryl and I usually go together, my spouse. We can't deduct her ticket. She's going for fun. We can deduct my ticket because I'm going uh, as a business expense. We can't deduct the, the $85 popcorn that we might get from time to time. You know, you go to the dollar movie theater to save money and then they get you on the popcorn and, you know, the $96 Coke that goes with it. The um, uh, you can't deduct those, but I can deduct the ticket. So there are some things like that that you can do. Now, what's funny is Cody hanging out with us says, I don't have enough hair to deduct 70,000. Cody, that's two of us too, but you and I were talking about this, Bola, before we went live. Your tax advisor, I think, said the same thing mine did. Mine said specifically, when I asked her, and I was on TV doing lots of TV appearances, so I had this high-priced person cutting my hair. Not that I had a lot of hair. I was just told by PR people it couldn't look bad. So if if one of my little four hairs was out of place, it was going to be horrible. So I paid way too much money for my hair, but I was told specifically I couldn't write it off. I think you were told the same thing. Yeah. Mine told me hair and makeup is a no go. Don't do it. Don't try it. Yeah. You just, you know, there's certain things that you can't write off. So I think it's important for anyone who is like a business owner and in that space, like, okay, I want to write off taxes before you start getting all excited about writing off different things, ask your accountant. And if you're never, if you're unsure about an expense, you know, Ask them as they're filing your taxes, as they're if you have a monthly or quarterly meeting, ask them those questions so that you can adjust accordingly and you know what you can file as a deduction and you know what you can't. Also, one thing that is really important is that, you know, you can't file more deductions than what you actually earn in the business. <laughs> I've seen that happen. I'm like, how did you deduct $100,000 if you only made 50? It's- that is called an IRS audit as soon as possible. <laughs> You actually, what's funny is though, if you, if, if, if you have money, if your business has money in the bank, you can deduct, you can, you can show it as a loss, but there are also limits on the losses and then you carry those forward. So it actually is possible to do it, but you're right. There's all kinds of bells that the IRS has. When you, when and I was just going to add Joe in, in terms of business, when you think about it, like there are a lot of wealthy people that I have read about encountered that 
they are, you know, wealthy, they're rich people, but they're able to minimize their taxes because they're majority owners of their business or total owners of their business. Um, the business itself has assets. The business itself is making investments and they pay themselves a salary, right? Of a certain amount of money, maybe under a hundred thousand dollars that keeps their income tax low, but then the bulk of their assets, the bulk of their investments are through this business, right? So they may have millions of dollars, Right. But because it's tied to their C Corp or whatever kind of legal entity they have, they're able to, I guess, I don't know if that is defined as tax avoidance, but it's just really strategic tax planning, honestly. Yeah, I've seen and and there's so many loopholes and that gets into a big political discussion of of should there be so many (laughs) loopholes for people that we were probably above my pay grade that we don't need to have today. But when but, 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 but but I'll give you an example. Here's an example. Um. If you, if you have a good credit score, you may be able to buy a house in the town where your child goes to college. Let's say your kids are going to college. You can buy a house in that town. You can finance it with a mortgage, not going to have to spend your whole, all of your college money. And instead of having your kid live in the dorm, if your child is actually working as the property manager and you have to prove that they're working as a property manager, you can pay them as a property manager. They're in a much lower tax bracket than you are. They use that money to pay for their own school and their independent BOLA. So now financial aid might be on the, uh, on the table. I mean, it's messy. It sounds like it should be illegal. Completely legal. Completely legal. It does sound like it should be illegal. You know, and, and, you know, tax planning doesn't have to be, or trying to manage for how much tax you pay doesn't have to be as complicated as that, right? There's so many like regular things that people don't take advantage of. For example, your health savings account, if you have an employer, that's one way, right? Maxing out your 401k contributions, which we talked about, um, you know, those are things that, I know that there are some jobs that you can actually deduct your uniforms if you have to wear a uniform to work, like a nurse or for, you know, in the medical field. So it's just really um, sitting with an accountant, asking them the question. Sometimes I found that if you don't ask the question, the accountant will not volunteer because they're working on so many yeah. tax filing, so many accounts. And sometimes, right, if you're a business owner, you want to work with a business tax accountant so they can guide you through specific business deductions that just a generalist may overlook for your unique situation. I love that advice, Bola, because working with somebody who has the heart of a teacher that can help you. And by the way, also, when you talk about they might not volunteer your information. They clearly aren't going to volunteer information in February, March, April of next year. This is a much better time to ask them those questions too. They have a little more time on their hands. Uh, Claudia, let's cover one more thing here that somebody brought up. Claudia says, I own a business and try to run as many expenses as I can through the business. We max out 401ks at our W2 job. So I don't know if I can invest in a solo 401k as well. Do you know? The answer to that, Claudia, is maybe... And actually, even better than that, probably there's a maximum amount that you can put into retirement plans every year between all your different accounts. So if you have a 401k available at your main job and you have this side income, you can set up a retirement plan through that income, too. There is a cap that you can put away in total between all your jobs. But certainly, if you've income from this other job, you can set up a retirement plan with with that job. Uh, Yeah. 
I, I think, you know, so you want to definitely make sure you qualify for those. I personally, in our in our company, we have a SEP IRA set up, um, you know, and there's there's a number of different business ones. But the one thing to keep in mind is that if you own a business, right, that is the one one of the few opportunities where you can actually have and you're working full time, you can actually have your, your traditional 401k, traditional IRA, and you can have a business 401k or business IRA that contributes to your plan as an employee of your business. So you're able to contribute to retirement in two different ways. But obviously, you want to check with your accountant to make sure you can set up that structure for yourself. But if you're able to take advantage of that opportunity and you qualify, absolutely do it. Boy, that's, that's great advice. The uh uh, our friend Cody says, thanks for the tip, Joe. Going back to my obscure college advice, Bola says, if I get audited, I'll point the IRS to this episode. Listen, where's my black? Where's my? Bola's like, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> not going to be, <laughs> not going to be affiliated. It's not my real name. Bola's sure she doesn't want to be affiliated with this show anymore. <laughs> She's done. All right. In just a second, uh, Bola's going to have the best takeaway that we've ever had on this show for a discussion about taxes. But while she's thinking about that, Bola, let's get away from that. What's our big <laughs> takeaway today? So, you know, tax planning, tax strategies, tax deductions are not just for the wealthy. We're going to hear about it in the news all the time. We're going to read articles like this about wealthy people making incredible deductions. I would recommend that you bring it back to your unique personal situation and Think about what opportunities you have to maximize your tax deductions, to plan your taxes for right now and also into the future as an individual, as a parent, as a business owner, and have a conversation with your accountant or spend a couple hours doing your research to understand what you can start to work on as it relates to your tax planning and adjusting or minimizing your tax obligation and just taking advantage of all the legal avenues available to you to save money on taxes. Yeah, I love that advice, especially since I know there's a bunch of people. My takeaway was this, Bola. There's a bunch of people listening to us or hanging out with us while we make this live going, you know what? I'd love to have this problem, this rich person problem. And, and, and I love your point that this is not just a rich person thing. And every step of the way, whether you're just starting out or you're somebody who's managing a large portfolio, thinking about the tax strategy is something we rarely do. The average person doesn't think about. So I was very proud of our Instagram poll and the fact that people, people actually pay attention to this in our community, which is awesome. But it's not a problem for the rich. It's a problem for all of us. And when we see, when we see the president pay no taxes, you start thinking maybe there's an opportunity there. Maybe I don't need to deduct my haircuts, but, um, but maybe there's an opportunity, Bola. I mean, for every expense that you pay, you want to pay attention and taxes is a big expense that we're all paying. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for today. But before we leave, so I know I'm not the target audience, but I've been listening to this crazy podcast that you have on my morning runs and you have so much fun. Tell everybody about the show. Yes. So I have a podcast called Clever Girls Know. It is a podcast for women. However, we do have a bunch of acquaintances, friends, boyfriends, husbands, brothers, colleagues of our female audience that listens to the podcast like you, Joe. <laughs> so we talk about life, money, business, um, and investing all these different money topics. And I'd love for you guys to check it out everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. It's called the Clever Girls Know podcast. Yeah, it's a great show, but I do think you should rename it Clever Girls and Joe. Oh, no. 
Like it rhymes. <laughs> Clever girls and Joe know. It's perfect. No. no. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Never I tried. Worked, no. All right. Well, we're going to bullet back tomorrow so I can do some more convincing. We're going to talk about some more uh, uh, sad news. Disney laying off a bunch of people tomorrow. We'll see you then at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.